Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Melody Moody Thordis, Artspace Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. Each week at this time, my colleagues and I have an in-depth discussion with different creative Mississippians from across the state. On today's show, I'm talking with Calvin Phelps, founder and director of Pike School of Art in Macomb. Thanks for joining us today, Calvin. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm just dying to know um, about your time in Macomb. You were raised, born and raised there? I was born and raised in Macomb. Okay. Uh, I uh, My family, we moved out of Mississippi when I was about 10 years old, and we moved to South America, actually, Maracaibo, Venezuela. Uh, and when we came back from overseas, we lived in Houston. Uh, my parents came back to Mississippi and were here until my father passed away. Uh, my mother remarried. Uh, she lives in Columbia. My grandmother left me a house in Summit, Mississippi. Uh, and after being in, you know, Chicago. I, I moved to Chicago after uh -huh. Houston, moved to Chicago, went to the Art Institute of Chicago, uh, went to Los Angeles to Otis College of Art and Design, uh, did some work there at a contemporary art center, uh, and then I came back to take care of the house here. Uh, so I've been back about four years now. Okay. So, so back after school, and then you came back primarily, like the thing that drew you back was like the well, house? Well, it was the family. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the family. But I knew that when I, when I was coming back, I knew that I wanted to do the organization Pike School of Art Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I actually had the name of it before I even moved to Mississippi. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working at a place in Los Angeles in Pasadena, California called the Armory Center for the Arts. And it was an old armory, like National Guard armory building that had been given to the organization. And they had an exhibition space, a studio space. They did community programs at the parks and such. Uh, they did uh, professional development for teaching artists. And they did one more thing. School. Uh, they went into schools. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, children investigate and the environment. Uh, Pasadena, California. Okay, so that's yeah. really what started your mind working about this idea that you wanted to bring. Yeah, yeah, back definitely. To Mississippi. Um, I, I, before that, like after grad school, uh, I had actually gotten into like commercial art gallery world, uh -huh. uh, and it was just really, really commercial, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously. Uh, and so I, I volunteered for a nonprofit, and that's when I got into the Armory Center for the Arts and got into arts administration. Um, I was there in the exhibition department first, and then I moved over into development and communications. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a great, great organization. I mean, I was I had my hands in everything, really. Um, but when I decided to come back to Mississippi, I wanted to create an organization similar. Uh, so we have Pike School of Art has like three different programs. Uh, Two of them are similar to what we did at the Armory Center for the Arts. Uh, that would be exhibitions and community art programs. Uh, the thing that we didn't have at the Armory, which I have in Macomb at PSA, is an artist residency program. Uh, so I, I knew that when I came here, I wanted artists from outside Mississippi to come to Mississippi and they could experience know the culture that we have but also uh you know 
teach the kids in the community or do workshops or go and speak at the schools about what it is to be an artist, uh, the possibilities, you know. So let's back up a little bit. So for anyone listening who's not familiar with Pike School of the Arts, so yes. let's talk about when it started okay. and who it serves. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was four years ago, like the very oh, okay. month, wow. the very month I moved here. Wow. Uh, we incorporated. Uh, we have a very small board of uh, Fern Crosley. She's a radio personality in Macomb. Uh, a couple of artists, and um, you know, we the mission is it's it's a school, but it's not like a a structured school. It's more of a school of thought. Uh, so we engage with the community, engage with the public a lot, um, and we let those conversations that we have with the community sort of dictate where we're going. What ages is this school? Uh, all ages, actually. Yeah. Oh, adults yeah. too? Or? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. We've done, uh, we've done an after school uh, workshop at Martin Luther King Center that was for ages 6 to 12. Uh, we did that for three months, and it worked out. It was wonderful. It was a great program. Uh, we've set up in the mall and, like, made art in the mall so anybody could come. Grandparents would come with their, you know, grandchildren. Um, I, In the future, we're going to have more structured programs uh -huh. because uh, we've been very, very nomadic for the first few years of programming. Uh, we haven't had a building. <laughs> Uh, that changed mm -hmm. recently. So, you know, we've been doing things at the library. We've been doing things at, you know, parks and Percy Quinn State Park. We did a, stuff out there. Um, How do you tell people that, like, you want them, like, say you're interested in someone coming yeah. to attend one of the classes. Yeah. How would you explain to them what it is, particularly not having a building, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, we've been lucky uh, in that. The community shows up. Uh, we have a really good relationship with the press, and so you know if something is happening, it usually gets written about. Um, like recently, we had uh, an ex it was an exhibition per se uh, called uh, the Truth Booth, and it's it's basically uh, a video booth in the form of like a speech bubble that you go in and you answer the question. What is the truth? And uh, it's by a group called Cause Collective. Mm -hmm. They're uh, a collective group of artists from all over the world. Uh, and this truth booth has gone all over the world. Uh, we were a stop on their trip through Mississippi and Alabama. And, you know, it was written about in the paper, and people showed up and would go in and just answer the question. Uh, there will be film uh, edit that's being edited now. Uh, of that, and we'll screen that later. But, you know, when you ask the people, like the community, to get involved, they usually do. I mean, they're looking for things to do. So you're not, it's not so much of we're teaching a painting class. No, It's no. come experience this, like, yes. interactive yes. art yes. with yes. us. Yes, absolutely. That's interesting, because oh, when you hear <laughs> School of Art, yeah. You know, you don't necessarily envision this community engagement interactive piece. Right. And, and I mean, we can talk about this in a bit because uh, it's the future of where the uh, Pike School of Art is going. Um, but we, we like, we, we want to engage with the community completely, you mm -hmm. know. 
So we let everyone tell us kind of what to do Mm -hmm. and what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're thinking about having cooking classes and we're thinking about having uh, jewelry making and uh, somebody wants us to do robotics. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> whatever. If we can do it, we can, we'll do it. Uh-huh. And that's what you mean by more structured classes in the future. In the future, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Based on need and desire yeah. of the community. And with the, with the uh, knowing that we will have a permanent home at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about the your your new home let's talk about a little bit about because i (laughs) I find this project fascinating i'd love to learn more about it so you got an old jail yes okay so what what old jail (laughs) is this uh it was it it was a macomb city jail built in the 60s uh, like 67 uh in the 70s it became i think in the 70s it became the pike county juvenile detention center uh it was closed not too long ago um, Southern Poverty Law Center was doing a, a – uh, they were noticing that there was, like, complaints coming about the treatment of the prisoners there. And instead of, like, you know, having to change the conditions of the prison, they went ahead and just closed it and sent the kids somewhere else. Um, so it was most recently, you know, a place where kids would go, you know, and we really thought it would be great to have a place where kids could go that would be a positive thing and I was walking by the jail like all the time I, I walk ar- around downtown and I was just looking at it and it was just sitting there vacant and it was like I think this is where Pike School of Art needs to be uh, so we went to the city and, and the city owns it uh, and we now have a 10-year lease on it and we have permission to you know uh, do all the construction that we need to have uh, exhibition spaces, classroom spaces, and there's a second building in the back that we can. We're thinking about turning into a little apartment, uh, so we can have artists come mm-hmm. for longer periods of time. Uh, we received a grant from South Arts uh, for like forty five hundred dollars. It covered architects and engineers. Telling the design. Us, yeah, to help uh-huh. with. Uh, but that also included, um, we invited an artist, Nick Nurburn, mm-hmm. to come and engage with the community. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, he, The first thing he saw when he came was on the outside of the building, there was a sign that said, no guns, no weapons, no backpacks, no purses, no, you know, everything. And he was like, that sign, I, that's not how I think. I think about what I can do, not what I can't do. And so we tore the sign off the wall outside and brought it in. And during this day of engagement, that I mean, we were there for like four hours. Um, a lot of the community showed up. Uh, at the end of it, it was like, you know, this sign says no to all these things. What do we say yes to? So everyone just wrote like what they were wanting you know we say yes to uh music we say yes to art we say yes to all of this stuff and and from that day you know we really kind of have a better idea of where the programming needs to go for psa um it was really amazing (laughs) i'm trying to get nick back uh so what other kind of questions did you ask it that day well he had researched um that the prison system in pike county has a 
budget of, I think it was like $17.2 million or something like that. Uh, the first question was, well, no, the first question was, just to get everybody loose, was hopes and fears. Mm-hmm. We uh, talked about hopes and fears. Um, Nick and I have met at Springboard for the Arts mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Uh, it's an artist training uh, organization. And we had done some of these exercises together. And when he came to Mississippi, we talked about, you know, which ones we should do. Mm -hmm. We started with hopes and fears. You just write down your hope on one piece of paper. You write down your fear on another piece of paper. You crumple them up and throw them all across the room. Everybody's like throwing these as Mm -hmm. like a snowball fight. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, you open them up and read them. And people are, it's anonymous. It's really, it's just a way to like get people engaged early on. And that was how we started. Yeah. Sounds really powerful. (laughs) You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio. My name is Melody Moody Thordis with the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm talking with my guest, Calvin Phelps. So Calvin, before the break, we were talking about the interesting community engagement using the arts that you guys do in Macomb. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about um, an artist named Nick Nurburn, um, who you worked with Mm -hmm. through converting the jail, right? The beginnings of converting the jail into Pike School of the Art. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about, um, before the break, an exercise that you guys did with hopes and fears, writing them down, throwing them across the room, (laughs) and then opening them up and reading them, but they were anonymous. Right, right. So tell me a little bit more about that experience. What other kind of um, interest, what really stuck with you about the kind of questions and activities you did? Um, It was was amazing how much, how many people had the same hopes and the Mm -hmm. same fears, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you would put them all up and you would, like, look at them, because we did that. We opened them up at the end of throwing them around the room, uh, put them up on the wall, and you can see, like, you can really see a thread going through all of them in a way. And people just – it's its a way to unify the community in a way as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we It was such a great, diverse group of people there, uh, young, old. Uh, it was it was fantastic, um, but everybody was like really supportive of the arts. I mean, they really could see they were thinking. You could tell they were thinking that the arts were transformative, right? So that was really awesome. And also, uh, a lot of people may be thinking these things privately with themselves, but when they're in a room with other people thinking the same thing, uh, it's it's it reaffirms your belief in what art can be, yeah, what I, art will do. I have found um, in my work with arts-based community development that so many people feel very strongly that the arts are transformative, mm-hmm. but they can't always put into words how it can be a tool for community development or community engagement. Yeah. So that's why projects like this are so interesting. I think they take people, it seems, on a journey to like experience how arts can be transformative in community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the goal of, well, the part of the goal of having the jail was to have a home, a permanent space, right? But we also knew that the jail had a history 
-hmm. and we had to be very careful. Uh, You know, we talked to some people who were like, you know, tear out the gel cells and, you know, paint it all white, you know. And we've had some people say, no, keep some gel cells in. You can use them, like, didactically for stories about, you know, civil rights in Macomb Mm -hmm. or things like that. Uh, And it's... I, uh, when we were in Jackson, uh, did you speak with? Uh, did you go to the at alternate routes? Yes, alternate in Jackson, routes conference. we uh-huh. uh, there were two ladies who were formerly incarcerated. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I spoke to them after their talk, and I asked, like, you know, does this seem disrespectful to take a gel and like turn it into something like this? And both were like, no, 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 this is this is great, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll come and be a part of it. Oh, great. So I, I wanted to be careful, you know, people who were in that prison or in that jail may still live in Macomb. Mm-hmm. And so we've been trying to find people to get, give us their stories. And we have, and it's, I mean, that's kind of like now a project of like just documenting the jail, the people, the oral histories of it. Uh, and making that a work of art in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, so this, know. so this community storytelling project that mm-hmm. you have right now with Nick. Yeah. So it's um, just to describe it to listeners. So it's photography mostly and text. Is that right? Mostly, or yeah, video yeah, actually, as well, yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Mostly uh, text and photography. Uh, he he basically took photos of the gel. Uh, well, he documented the gel. Uh, by himself um, and then he printed out a f- few of them very large scale uh, mm-hmm. and one of them was like the next question after Hopes and Fears we did uh, he found out the budget was about 17 million for the county uh, for prison and he asked everyone you know if you had 17 million dollars what would you spend it on you know what is a different use for this money Mm-hmm. And and it was great, you know. And it's like those uses for that money might keep people out of prison, you know. So uh, that was one other exercise. And that was done on a, a large photograph of the jail. People would write on little stickers and then just go stick it on the wall. Um there was a lot of writing on stickers and sticking sure. them on things. It was great. <laughs> sure. Community <laughs> engagement had its best. Yes. Um, no, I completely understand that. So, But, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is transforming something, walking people through a process where they are part of transforming this place that is known for pretty negative, a yeah. pretty negative context into a place of positivity and hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's so beautiful because it's more than just using an, a building. It's more than just getting a building yeah. and changing it. Yeah. yeah. And we were lucky. I mean, I, I mean, I guess lucky. I mean, the, the city of Macomb, when we went to the selectmen to talk about it, the, everyone was supportive. I mean, it was, it, it, it was nothing. There was no divisiveness about it at all. It's, it's that sort of project. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like what all the arts are in Macomb, uh, especially in Macomb. That's how we try to use the arts uh, is to bring the community together. Um, so, you know, we've got a gel. <laughs> we've had it for almost a year and uh, we haven't. We've done one thing <laughs> when Nick was here. Uh, he was like, 
I've got to remove one of these bars off of a window. We've got to at least do that. And so we have a bar taken off of a window. <laughs> okay. We have the sign taken off of the front and we have the bar taken down. Um, but we're ready to like phase two. Uh, right. uh, yeah, I would argue you've done more than that because you've had these oh, yeah, conversations yeah. 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 that sometimes aren't had. Well, we also had a conversation with uh, Julian uh, at the Mississippi Art Museum. Uh, Julian Rankin. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that was like a month or two prior to Nick coming into town. And that was through the CAPE program, CAPE through the program, Mississippi yeah. Museum of so Art. So we've had like two days of community engagement at the museum, I mean at the jail. Right. Um, you know, the first one was when Cause Collective brought the Truth Booth and Julian came and we did our discussion with CAPE. Uh, and we did a film screening of Rashomon that night. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was just a full day of engagement. Uh, the second one was a little more focused because Nick was running it. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, we really moved more forward on what the community wanted specifically. Uh, that was this, another question was like, you know, what classes should Pike School of Art teach, mm-hmm. you know? And that's when the robotics came up and culinary arts and, you know, so we're well, ready. <laughs> I'm curious, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, your experience um, with creative economy. But I'm curious, you know, you're obviously very passionate about this work, not not just the arts, but this um, community side of things. And I'm curious, what what draws you to this kind of work? Oh, wow. I've never really thought about that. (laughs) But, I mean, I do. I've, I remember when I was in high school, uh, I was in music almost all of my life. I was in music class until my senior year. And my junior year, I was in music and art. And my senior year, I could only take one elective. And I dropped the music and started taking art. And it was my teacher, Ward Sanders. He was like the most amazing person in the world. And he probably like he valued creativity, you know, Mm -hmm. and could see what the possibilities were of a a person, you know. Um, Gosh, I'm like thinking about this very deeply right now. Uh, But that stuck with me, you know, And, and I always wanted to do art, Um, working at the Armory Center for the Arts, I mean, the motto of the Armory was um, the power of art to transform lives. Mm -hmm. And I saw it a lot there, too. I saw, like, you know, there was a program with Learning Works. It was an alternative school uh, for, you know, teens who were troubled um, called Teamworks, actually, it was. I, I saw all the stories, you know, as in development, uh, you have to document everything for your grant writing and right. all of that. Uh, so I was like out there, like seeing transformed lives and seeing, you know, what art can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a big believer. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you've seen it firsthand. Yeah. And then that helps fuel the passion to see it. Yeah. Even to see it happen in your own community. That's what I'm hearing you say. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Even in Macomb, there was like when we did the after school project or program, we there was like one very, very gifted student that was just like needed an outlet. 
Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, when Nick was here, we were it was during Halloween. So after the jail day, we went out on the streets for trick or treat. Uh, and he took his camera out and he just took big pictures of people. And we I set up a table where kids could like make art while they were there. And a mother came up and was like, uh, my kid, uh, you know, doesn't do sports, doesn't do this and would love to do art. But there's no art in the school. And and I'm like, well, that's changing. You know, there's going to be an opportunity and it'll be free and you'll be able to come and bring your kid to the Pike School of Art at some right. point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And she was just like so appreciative. And it was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio. I'm your host, Melody Moody-Thordis, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. Today, I'm speaking with Calvin Phelps, founder and director of Pike School of Art in Macomb, Mississippi. Calvin is also president of the Macomb Creative Economy Partnership. So, Calvin, let's talk a little bit about your work with the creative economy through the the partnership. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, the Macomb Creative Economy Partnership uh, grew out of the Main Street Association, Macomb Main Street Association. Um, they were they had been focused on like two blocks of Macomb, and uh, under the new idea, and this was after you know the the state uh, issued their report on the creative economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't on the board then, but the the board decided to go beyond Main Street and focus on the creative economy as a, you know, economic um, driver. driver. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, ba- you know, based on all of the artists who had come from Macomb, Bo Diddley, you know, Brandy Norwood, I, I <laughs> uh, Britney Spears, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I mean, there's like all these people. Uh, that's just three. But Castro Coleman, Fast Eye Jackson now, you know, still. Right. Uh, La Portia Renee, uh, American Idol. Uh, so the idea was to, you know, use the arts uh, as a driver. And we wanted to create, well, I got onto the board eventually as, you know, after I came and started uh, Pike School of Art, uh, they were like, oh, wait, you should be involved with us. And so um, we have two major projects that we're working on with the MCP. Creative Economy Partnership. Uh, first one is an Arts and Heritage Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the There's a pavilion in Macomb, downtown Macomb, and it was just called the pavilion. Um, never had a name. Some people called it the Depot Pavilion. Uh, we contacted Bo Diddley's estate and got their involvement and permission to rename it the Bo Diddley Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So now we have the Bo Diddley Pavilion. We have a sculpture that's been made of Bo Diddley. Um, an artist in town saw a photo of him in Rolling Stone magazine and made a like a seven foot tall iron sculpture of Bo Diddley. And it's, oh, it's to the right of the pavilion. And an artist now is working on a mural of Bo Diddley. So we're going to be like Bo Diddley, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that thing is like Bo Diddley. Right. Okay. You can't miss the Bo <laughs> Diddley. Right. Right. Uh, but the, the second uh, art site um, we did was Fast Eye Jackson 
Uh, so we're honoring Vestai Jackson. Uh, it's going to be on Summit Street and Georgia Avenue. And Summit Street was a, a really important uh, street in Macomb's history. Uh, it was part of what was called the Chitlin Circuit of uh, performers who were able to find places where they could perform um, you know, safely, safely. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> African-American performers, you know, who weren't allowed in certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the Green Book. Is that kind of a, the Green Book is. It's it, I don't know how closely the two are related, but it's a similar guide yeah, for yeah, African-Americans yeah. Um, to gather safely in places they could stay. Yeah. And it was sort of based on the Borscht Belt uh, where Jewish performers could perform. Mm. Uh uh, so this was a, a second sort of gr- uh, venue. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so we had a lot of really important places on Summit Street throughout the years. Uh, also, a lot of civil rights. Uh, uh, a lot of the civil rights movement was based there in Macomb. Uh, there was a walkout at Berglund High School. There's just, I mean, it's a great area. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like looking for places where we can put markers or sculptures or, you know, murals or anything. Uh, and, you know, people can come into town and kind of tour these sites. Um, we want to have a museum. And Pike School of Art and the Jail has offered the Creative Economy Partnership a third of the space to start a small Macomb Museum but it's really uh, more of a Southwest Mississippi museum. Uh, so we have the, the museum idea moving forward. Uh, and then the third thing that the Creative Economy Partnership does, which is a huge economic driver, is the Iron Horse Festival. We've actually, there used to be a festival in Macomb called the Iron Horse, and it stopped a number of years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so. Uh, in the last three years, we've had a Macomb Music and Heritage Festival. And this year we decided, let's go back to the Iron Horse. The what's Iron the Horse. Name? What's the Iron Horse come from? Uh, from the uh, train. The train uh, wasn't, the locomotives uh-huh. were Iron Horses. Uh, and Macomb was built around the railroad industry. Um, it was a, a place where the shops could be away from the vices of New Orleans, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But there were vices in Macomb, too. <laughs> really interesting ones. Uh, Macomb's an interesting place. Uh, it just, it needs to, and we're doing it. You know, we're getting the story out. The story is, of Macomb is really a great story. So we, uh, the Iron Horse Festival, is it's going to be huge this year. Uh, and because, you know, we're the Creative Economy Partnership, we're partnering with everyone. We're trying to partner with as many people as we can. Uh, we're going to have vendors. We're going to have a kid zone. We're going to have a car show, a motorcycle show. There's going to be a 5K run. There's going to be music. There's going to be fireworks, crafts and art vendors, uh, food vendors. When is this? Uh, June 8th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So June 8th in Macomb. Yeah, June 8th in Macomb. And did I hear you say that it's a return or just the name change to, to Iron Horse? It's more of a return to uh, the Iron Horse because it's part of the heritage. Uh-huh. And so we went back to Iron Horse and we are, you know, the logo, the T-shirts are, you know, on, you know, sh- showing the 
the history of the railroad. The the Railroad Museum in Macomb mm-hmm. is really one of the best railroad museums around. We have, I think, like four or five train cars, and they've all been painted. They've been hand-lettered by Saul Maurer. He's a, an artist in town. He does hand-lettering. It's amazing. Uh, and the, the museum is great. So, yeah, we're like, you know, Macomb is about the railroad, okay? So let's put that out there. Right, because, again, you're telling the story of Macomb through different ways. So yeah, this yeah. is one way to kind of get that out front. I mean, I've already learned so much about this <laughs> city that I didn't know, so I'm uh-huh. so fascinated to, you know, just learn more and more. Um, what are, I mean, what are some of the other projects or like events, ideas? Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I think this is more of a, like a, it's all part of a larger plan of, you know, using the arts to redevelop. I mean, this, there's economic development involved in this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I like, I'm on the, I mean, I'm on the idealistic side doing art and, you know, entertaining kids. I mean, it's, but there's also, you know, Pike School of Art will hire teaching artists. Uh, there's a theater in Macomb that's being renovated right now, uh, an old theater. Uh, that's going to be an entertainment spot in downtown Macomb. Uh, people are, you know, painting murals. Um, there's a, a group of people, and they're kind of like not even authors of this, but uh, they've come up with a, a slogan. It's uh, Small Town Big Dreams. So almost everything that we do in Macomb now is under this umbrella of small town big dreams. So the murals that have been painted are being the logo of small town big dreams is being added to it. It's on the website for the festival. It's I mean if there's anything that's happening and that uh, I talked about this during the break with you for a second. Um, mini grants, micro grants. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were in Chattanooga at the Creative Placemaking Summit, I went to a seminar. I went to a workshop. Uh, and the organization gave out mini grants to people, like $100. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they had an idea, they could just run with it, you know? And we found, I mean, we don't have $100 to give to people right now. But uh, it, what's happened this year with the Iron Horse Festival is at least, no, three, four, actually, four components of the Iron Horse Festival are being headed by someone that's not a part of the Macomb Creative Economy Partnership. They're actually just volunteers, and they're taking on, you know, the responsibility of the projects because they just want to do them, you know. Um, There's going to be a talent show. There's someone running the talent show. There's going to be the 5K. They At one point, someone was like, let's have a 5K. And I was like, I am... I'm working on a festival. I've never done a 5K. You guys can do a 5K if you want. And they were like, okay, we're doing a 5K. And I was like, great. So <laughs> there's, there, you know, the 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 minutes, the not the minutes, the agenda, we we, we talk about the 5K, but I've, I have absolutely nothing to do with it. Right. I mean, it's, and, you know, leaders are coming forward, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's to me, Really, part of the truth about this idea of empowerment. Yeah. I mean, is it? I I think community engagement and empowerment 
we use those terms so easily and loosely, but when it really stops being about you mm-hmm. and starts being about other people taking on their own ideas and just being empowered with tools and resources and encouragement to do it, yeah. you you get results that you could have never mm-hmm. you could have never done yourself. You mm-hmm. may have never thought of. So it's like and and using this example, it could be in it could result in something like a 5K, yeah. which is kind of in the box. Yeah. But I'm with you. I've planned plenty of community events. I don't know how to plan a 5K. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had them as part of my events, but only when people want to do that and feel yeah. capable of doing that. But the micro grants is a great example as yeah. well to trust people mm-hmm. to think outside the box or to be innovative. Mm-hmm. And I personally think sometimes they people just need some encouragement, you know, sometimes financially, sometimes, you know, encouragement yeah. in all different ways. Yeah. But um that's really exciting. I um so so people should be looking out for June eighth for this yeah. this um Iron Horse Festival yeah. in Macomb. Uh there's a website. Okay. It's a I mean it's it has all the sure, information go ahead and about give it. it to us. Okay. <laughs> it's ironhorsemusicfestival.com. Okay. Ironhorsemusicfestival.com where you can find more information. Um, what about Pike School of, of Art? Uh, we want to raise $150,000. <laughs> to, to convert the jail yes. into a space. Yes. Okay. So where can people go? Uh, um, oh, oh yeah, that. that's right. I do have a donate button on the website of PSA. <laughs> uh, uh, Pike School of Arts website is psa-ms.org. Um, but if you, I mean, really, if you want to, if you want to get involved, contact me. You know, Calvin Phelps. Uh, I, what was my my email address, my um, phone number. Well, I, I will let people get in touch with you through the website instead okay. of giving out all that information. But yeah, in the Arts Commission, I'm always happy to help connect people to you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's helpful. But, um, you know, as we kind of close up, um, I'm interested to hear, you know, we talked about what's next. Um, I guess, like, what what are the ideas that are inspiring you? What are the ideas that you would love to see happen if time and budget and, you know, things like that were not an issue? Um, For inspiration? I mean, I still still go to L.A. and Chicago pretty often. And in Chicago, there's a, uh, well, two things. Rural Generation is coming up. Uh-huh, that's right. It's going to be in Jackson, mm-hmm. May 22nd, right? That's right. Rural Generation is a national conference focused on um, community development and the arts mm-hmm. um, in rural communities. And there's going to be a trip to Utica and a trip to the B.B. King, King Museum yeah. in Indianola. Um, and we'll be based at the Westin, kind of right. centralized location, the Westin in Jackson. Alternate Roots will be a part of it as well. They'll mm-hmm. have their anniversary. Um, so there are all these organizations that are involved in thinking about art and art of the rule is another art of the uh-huh. rule. Uh, Springboard for the Arts. Uh, going to conferences and such, like went to L.A. for Common Field, you know, um, staying connected to the network. And realizing that there is a network, you know, um, on a micro level, like in Macomb, you know, you 
you have a network there, and then you have a larger network that's you know national. Um, Art Place America has Art some Place great America. resources. Yeah, the creative, the leadership place placemaking conference uh, mm -hmm. as well. All of these things that are going on, they keep me really you know, inspired mm -hmm. to right. continue what I'm doing. And that's the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. I'm actually doing their certificate right now. Uh -huh. So it's, you know, really in-depth look at what they're doing. But well, we're, we're trying to get in Macomb. Uh, we're trying to get a, a group of six or eight people together to come to Rural Generation because, you know, I'll go to things and I'll come back and I'll be excited. And it's hard to you know, transform that excitement onto another person. Right. Uh, so we're trying to get like a bunch of people to be excited together. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, lots of great upcoming events. And uh, Calvin, thank you so much for sharing just your story and the story of Macomb uh, <laughs> being with us. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio. And a special thanks to my guest, Calvin Phelps, founder and director of Pike School of Art in Macomb, Mississippi. Tune in every Sunday for the Mississippi Arts Hour, a collaboration between the Mississippi Arts Commission and MPB Think Radio.